tags, no tags. Hey, what is up, good people? My name is Jordan Malone, host of The Midnight Drop. Thanks so much for dropping on for this new episode of The Midnight Drop. I know it's been a minute since we had some episodes coming down the road, but now tonight's the night where I drop not only but one, but two reviews, which is going to be Zack Snyder's Justice League and also Coming to America 2. I know you guys have been waiting both of those reviews, and I'm here to give it to you guys. But first, before we go ahead and get into it, let's go ahead and get some housekeeping rules. You know what it is if you've been here before. If you are new to the midnight drop let's go ahead and reach it back for you guys let's re- rerun if you are new to the midnight drop you can go ahead and listen to this podcast on 615 underscore chill which is my instagram page spotify anchor soundcloud google podcast apple podcast iheart media and now you can actually listen to them on youtube actually we're going to be doing a visual podcast as you can see right here with the lumix G7 that I have right here in front of me with this lighting. It looks dope. But those are the platforms you can listen to podcasts onto. And if you want to go ahead and send me any comments, concerns, considerations, or just criticisms or just recommendations, go ahead and DM me at 615 underscore chill or at Jordan Cammon, C A M M O N at Outlook.com. That's Jordan Cammon at Outlook.com. If you want to know anything more about this, go ahead and go to my website, www.themidnightdrop.com. Again, that's www.themidnightdrop.com. We can catch up on all news episodes and everything else going on. That's about it. Look at that. We just did that really nice ass pause. I'm really happy with how everything is going. But yeah, how's up? What's up with everybody? Tonight, like I said, we're going to be doing two reviews of movies that I've seen last week and a couple weeks ago. One of them was Zack Snyder's Justice League, and the other one was Coming to America 2. I'm actually going to start off with Coming to America 2 because that's going to be the easiest one because that movie, I can tell you this right now, I don't have a lot to say about it. I don't have a lot of crazy things to say about it. It's just, it is what it is. And I want to say for Zack Snyder's Justice League a little bit later down the road, uh, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. So Coming to America 2, that's the first review we're going to be doing. Coming to America 2 is the sequel to Eddie Murphy's, like one of Eddie Murphy's most successful movies he's ever made during his career as an actor. Coming to America 1 came out in the 1990s. I want to say uh, around like 1991. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. And this movie starred him, Arsenio Hall, and a couple other cool ass characters. And it follows the story of this African prince from Zamunda that goes to America to find his queen and it uh you know it ends up turning to like some craziness down the road it's very popular it has its own cult and a lot of people were asking for a sequel down the road but we didn't get that for so long and then a couple years ago eddie murphy has said that he has confirmed the project of coming to america uh which is the title coming to america or coming to america too whatever you want to call it and did that and uh that's what we have now it came out the beginning of March, like the first week of March on Amazon Prime. It originally was supposed to be on Hulu, but then it got changed. 
I don't know what the hell happened. That's some further research down the road. But then it came out, Amazon Prime, and here we are. And a lot of people were saying that they had higher hopes for this movie. I also heard a lot of people had some some uh, disappointments with the film, and they were having this on low expectations. And uh, for me, I kind of was in the middle. Uh, I really wanted to have low expectations for this film, but the stuff they were presenting on the trailer did seem kind of interesting, and I wanted to see what they were doing with that. Uh, but I, I watched the film, and um, yeah. <sighs> This movie's not that good. I'm just going to be honest with you. Hate me all you want. This movie's just not that good. I know it was number one movie in America, but America's under the pandemic. The movie theaters are gone. I don't think that really holds any value, to be honest with you. But to get with the plot, the movie's all about how Prince Akeem and his wife from America are now all grown. They have three daughters now, and now they're dealt with this predicament with finding the heir to the throne after Prince Akeem's father, uh, you know, the king of the past, who's played by James Earl Jones, amazing actor, one of my best actors ever, uh, dies, and now they just gotta we gotta find an heir. The crazy thing about this movie was that turns out that Prince Akeem, Eddie Murphy's character, had a male heir who is technically a bastard child. And at that point, he has to go back to America to find him. And he comes back to Zamunda. And we're giving more context of what Zamunda is like. And uh, we kind of follow these adventures of him becoming Prince of Zamunda, especially when there's this whole conflict with a neighboring nature, uh, nature, nation. And uh, it stars Wesley Snipes as that general. I can't remember his name. I'm not going to remember his name. I'm just going to be honest with you with that. And, um, yeah, man. I mean, to go off with it, I'll just say it right now. Let's start with the, the positives about this movie, because there are some positives with this film that I want to go ahead and address. The first one, Eddie Murphy is not phoning it in. He's doing a pretty good job with what he's doing as the main character. And I feel like there are also other actors that are doing pretty well. Will I say all of them? Hell no. There are some actors in here who are doing a pretty good job, but the rest of them are just bullshitting. I mean, for one, Eddie Murphy's doing a good job. Arsenio Hall's doing a good job because that, you know, this movie's their baby. Technically, this is the movie that they started at all that a lot of people think that's that boosted their, you know, film careers. I beg to differ, but this was a movie that really holds to them near dear to their heart. It's their movie. And I think another actor who does a pretty good job was Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones in this movie plays the mother of the bastard child and you know, she does a pretty good role. She does a pretty good job of her role, but there's a negative to that that I want to go ahead and talk about because it's kind of like this stereotypical role as playing like the the ratchet mom from the hood. And to me, it can be funny at times, but there are other times where I'm just like, I, I'm not really feeling this character. But Leslie Jones does her best and she improvises in a lot of her roles. And I'm like, that's a good job. And it's not her. It's just the writing in this film, which I will get into later. But I feel like somebody acting here does a good job. The second thing I liked about this movie, it does explore Zamunda as a nation. I felt like Zamunda itself in the first film, we kind of just hear about it and we see it in the beginning of the film and that's about it and we saw it as, as this vibrant african nation that uh, a lot of people were very interested in but then later down the movie we don't see it at all anymore until like the ending and i think in this film we see a whole lot more about about it throughout the film 
And the setting of America, New York City, gets a Zamunda treatment from the first film. And I think with that, I felt like it was a good balance. And I felt like they did a pretty good job because I was very interested in it. Uh, I wasn't really mad uh, about not seeing a New York all the time because it was just like, we've already been there, done that. We want to see more of Zamunda. I have felt like this movie could have been much worse if they focused more on the American aspect rather than the Zamunda aspect. And that was something that I really really, really wanted to see if they made a sequel and they did a really good job from that. Um, man, I, I'm trying to pick positives here because this movie has a lot more negatives and positives. Uh, another positive. Shit. Th- this is the part of the review where I'm just, I'm trying to find some. They, oh, the stop. No, they didn't even do that right. Nostalgia. <laughs> no, no. But in all seriousness, though, like the nostalgia in this film, they do bring it back and it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I will say that they do bring back some old jokes that are pretty that are that are pretty nice to see. Uh the barbers from the last movie, I don't even know how they lived, but uh they come back and they do a pretty good job just uh doing their thing and I actually really appreciated how they do their jokes and they kind of bring it back to like the current world like how things have changed from the 90s to the to the 21st century and that's pretty cool too. Well, 22nd century, I guess like that. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. It just changes. But uh I did understand and really did like the nostalgia they did bring in some of the movies. Uh and I did appreciate that. But in terms of positives, That is the last thing I will say positive about this film in terms of negative. And we're going to go back to the acting, the acting throughout this entire film, besides Eddie Murphy, besides Arsenio Hall, besides Leslie Jones was one dimensional and flat. I I have got to be honest with you that the fact that you have the bastard son and I can't remember who played him. uh, The bastard son is just very flat. I mean, there are some scenes where you're trying to side with him where he's supposed to be a little bit more emotional, but you just can't really uh, you can't really get behind him because it's just he's not really giving his all. And to me, it just really didn't feel all that well. It just wasn't, including other actors, in my opinion. Uh, I felt like you had certain actors in there doing their job. And I just felt like they were very flat, including some of the actors who were like younger or anything like that. Like, that's always a thing with younger actors. But I just didn't feel like they were really giving it their all that they were just kind of just reading their lines. And that was it. I won't say that was the worst negative in the world. The worst negative in the world was the writing and the plot. It's very predictable. This film is very, very, very predictable at what it does. It, it doesn't have no element of surprise. It's not very detail oriented. It's kind of just, here's a situation, go do it, go through these trials. And that's it. Like this is a very formulaic movie and i think that's what eddie murphy had in mind i don't think he wanted to put any in you know you know creativity into it just kind of like oh let's just do this because this works and then let's just do this formula that works and that's fine and i think besides the writing which takes a toll for this movie is also the direction the directing is different from the last film and it really shows here including with its rating going from rated r to pg-13 There's a lot of jokes that are limited to this. And I feel like this is more of a family friendly film than the kind of like raunchy comedy that we got before. That was really cool and 
made me laugh out loud and had some really cool moments. Um, yeah, man, just everything just felt predictable. Like I knew when this situation was going to happen. I knew when this situation was going to happen. It just didn't really flow with me at all. And if there was anything else besides the predictable writing and the kind of bad direction from this film is the questionable decision-making that they made with certain actors and uh, the accents. What the fuck? Like, I know we can rag on about how coming to America one had like some pretty bad accents, but at least they were believable in this one. It just was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Are y'all cosplaying? Are y'all pretending to be African? What what y'all doing, man? You were clearly showing that y'all acting to be African and it just wasn't showing it for me, man. And, um, there are two, there are two people in this film, two people that I, I had a problem with. The first one was Rick Ross. And, if you know the story, Rick Ross was in this film. Spoilers, if I'm, if you know, if it, why the fuck do you have spoilers for coming to America too? Spoilers anyway. Rick Ross is in this film because there's a story about how the studio or Eddie Murphy or the director wanted to use his palace for most of the movie, and Rick Ross was like, "You can use my palace, but I got to be in this goddamn movie, and y'all got to give me some money." So he's in the movie for like one scene. And he has a terrible African accent. And I'm just over here just laughing because it's like, how the fuck are you going to be cool with this? Y'all could have just paid a man millions of dollars and be cool with that. Like he had to be in the movie. He had to be in the movie. And it's not just the fact that I have beef with Rick Ross because of what he did. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I did a video on that, but, uh, you know, colorism at his finest, but it's just like, this guy just cannot act. And he just wasn't doing a good job. He was just here to do stuff. And he's beside Michael Blackson, which I, who, who I don't like, I don't really like in a lot of movies, except for the second Friday, uh, next Friday. And it's just, no, no. But the second guy they have in this film was Trevor Noah and Trevor Noah is already African, but they got him doing a self a South African accent and they got him wearing like an Afro and thick mustache and speaking with a heavy accent. That's like, what are you doing? Like, it felt like it was one of his joke, one of his jokes that he does on the daily show when he tries to go like overly African. Like they told him, Hey, you know those jokes you do on a daily show? Just do that and keep doing it. Let's just keep doing it. We'll put you on this thing called Zambutina News Network ZNN and we'll just call it a day. Like, we're talking like this. I'm talking like, I am Trevor Noah. I am playing this other character. Like, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. I actually just, it, I, no, no. Please don't do that. No. no. Hell no. No. Just don't do that at all. It was very baffling to me. It's very questionable and it just like, it just shows that they were just putting actors in just just for fan service. And that's the other thing. They had more actors than this. The Kimbe Matumbo's in this film. And I'm just why the fuck had the Kimbe Matumbo in this film just to do the no, no, no. Like, who the fuck cares? It's, what? But the ending is predictable. The ending is kind of bland. And then they kind of just leave things where it's just like, okay, this happens and, and that's it. Like, oh, you you stopped the plan. You got everything together in a, in a pinch like every other comedy film in this type of situation. So... The day is saved by Eddie Murphy, whatever the fuck. But yeah, man, I just, there is so much I could talk about this film in terms of what they do and how the writing is. 
there are some bright spots because they do take some aspects, some new aspects, and they kind of dwell into that, like some relationships and, you know, some of the actors do do pretty well, but those are the main ones, the main headliners. Uh, if there was another actor I can name, Tracy Morgan did do a pretty good job. He did do his thing, and Tracy Morgan is Tracy Morgan. I can't really complain about that. But, again, like, there's not too much to say about this film. There's not too much to say about, you know, what it could have done. It could have been a much better film. And for that, I got to go ahead and give it, like, a 5 out of 10. I mean, it's something that if you want to take the family with you and just sit down on a couch and just watch on Amazon Prime for free... You are more than welcome to do that. But for somebody like me or somebody or other people who really liked the first film and just wanted the second film to be all right. Yeah, this this ain't going to cut it, chief. This this, this ain't going to cut it. So yeah, I give it a five out of ten. But yeah, man. And then he said he's going to do a third film that I'm not really interested in. He says he's going to do it like maybe like 35 years I, when he's 75. I don't I don't care. Just, no, <laughs> no. If, if there's one thing I will add in before we get into the next topic, I am happy that Eddie Murphy has made a platform for other black actors and actresses to get on and to show their talents, even if they are bad or not. I do appreciate that because Eddie Murphy's been in the game for a very, very, very long time. And he's at the point of his career. It's like, I have all the money in the world. I'm happy. I'm cooling. I want to do cool projects, but with these cool projects, I want people on my team that I want to see succeed. And that's what it's all about. And I do really appreciate for that. I, I really appreciate Eddie Murphy doing that because you don't get a lot of people who do that. I mean, the only people besides him is probably Tyler Perry, Kevin Hart, um, Tyler Perry, Kevin Hart. And, and that's the only two I can really name. I know there's a bunch of other people, but those are the two noticeable people I know that do that all the time. And uh, I got to commend them for that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, man. That's all I can really say about that. But let's get into the good stuff. 